0: welcome to the law firm accounting and tax podcast powered by jetro each week we bring extremely valuable accounting and tax tips specific to law firm owners you will be on your way to growing your practice and putting more money in your pockets here's your host hello small business owners and welcome back to another episode of the small business tax savings podcast Today's topic is we're going to continue talking about coronavirus and specifically we're going to talk about three things regarding the PPP loan. First, loan certification clarification. Second, taxability. And third, the forgiveness application. Now before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Jetro, a digital accounting firm servicing business owners across the country, helping them relieve stress around financials and save thousands in taxes. I am your host and founder of Jetro, Mike Jezoshek. Now again, today we're going to talk about the PPP loan certification clarification. We're going to talk about the PPP loan taxability and the forgiveness application. Now, before I get into this, and and this is something that we talk about every time we talk about the PPP loan, is that this the clarification and these items that we're talking about today are constantly changing. So we're going to continue to update you as we get information. Just know that if you're hearing this a week or two after posting, things might have changed slightly. And because of that, we're also going to hold back on releasing some information because we, don't, we think that there might be some changes to it. So just wanted to preface that to say, yes, this is what we know as of today, but things could definitely change. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is the certification clarification. Now, originally when applying for the PPP loan, you certified that current economic uncertainty makes this loan request necessary to support the ongoing operations of the applicant. And as part of this certification, many people started to get a little nervous because they didn't understand what the qualifications of that were. And there was no guidance given to that. And so recently, the SBA and Department of Treasury have determined that there is a safe harbor regarding this certification. So that means that there is a place where you're automatically safe from this certification. And the safe harbor is, and this is directly from the SBA and Treasury Department, any bower that together with its affiliates received PPP loans with an original principal amount of less than $2 million will be deemed to have made the required certification concerning the necessity of the loan request in good faith. SBA has determined that this safe harbor is appropriate because borrowers with loans below this threshold are generally less likely to have had access to adequate sources of liquidity or basically other resources for obtaining larger loans or loans to help operations. And basically they're saying that this safe harbor will help promote economic certainty as PPP borrowers with more limited resources, retain and rehire employees, and also given the large volume of loans, of PPP loans that were issued, this approach will enable the SBA to conserve its finite audit resources and focus its reviews on larger loans where the compliance effort may yield higher returns." So. Essentially, what this is saying is that if your loan is less than $2 million, the SBA and Treasury have said that you have made the certification around the necessity of the loan request in good faith. Now, for those of you that might have been worrying about this and really kind of thinking about sending the money back or not knowing what qualifies, this should bring a little sigh of relief um, to those of you that, uh, you know, just had no clue on how to qualify for this certification or not qualify. Um, So again, that was the first topic I wanted to talk about is that they did provide some um, clarification on that certification that you made when applying for the loan. Uh, The second item is PPP forgiveness and whether it's taxable. So when the PPP loan was first introduced, it was touted that any forgiven amount would not be taxable income to the borrower. However, the IRS has recently come back with some slight changes or news to that. Yes, the loan amount that is forgiven will not be taxable. So typically, if you have a loan that's forgiven that is a taxable item, and the, the IRS is saying that loan, the loan itself is not taxable. However, any deductions you use PPP money for, so wages, rent, utilities, etc., you cannot claim as tax deductions. So essentially, what we're looking at is that the amount is taxable. Now, this could change because I don't believe this was the original intentions when writing the bill originally. I don't think this was the intentions of it. However, as it stands right now, the forgiven loan itself is not taxable, but corresponding expenses are also not tax deductible. So just something to keep in mind, of course, um, that's not necessarily good news, but in the end the PPP loan was still good it's just this is a little different than what we were expecting so there might be more guidance that comes out but that's how it stands as of right now now the last piece I want to talk about today is the forgiveness application now, late on Friday May 15th the government released the loan forgiveness application and I'm going to provide a link to this in the show notes to check out and as of right now I I don't wanna to dig too deep into this as I have a feeling that even more clarification will come this week, but I did wanna to touch on some high points. So I'm going to, you know, I don't wanna to dive too deep into it because again, I think that there's gonna be more clarification that just backs or provides more information. But there were some things that I pulled out of there that answered some questions that people had. And the first one is the time period. Historically, we've been saying that you have eight weeks from the day the loan hit your account, to, pay, to, to use the funds. Now with the new guidance, they're allowing you to choose the eight week period that begins on your first payroll date following the loan disbursement, should you rather use that option. So you can choose between eight weeks from the date funded or eight weeks from the first payroll date following the loan being funded. And, you know, as a side note, there is a current request to extend this eight weeks out further, but, um, no guidance has been issued yet. No, no confirmation of that has been issued yet. So right now just plan that, continue to plan that eight weeks. Um, but just know that, uh, you get to choose between eight weeks from the date funded or eight weeks starting the pay period or the payday after the first payday after being funded. Um, The other item is payroll reduction exemption. So historically, we've been saying that you are required to maintain the average number of employees and any reduction in headcount will reduce the forgivable amount. There has, you know, with this new guidance, there's been some uh, new items that come out regarding this and they're saying that your forgiveness amount will not be, will not be reduced. If you have reductions related to individuals who you made an offer to and writing in good faith to rehire, but the employee ended up declining um, employees who employment was terminated for a legitimate cause or employees who voluntarily resigned. So we've been saying that you have to maintain the average number of employees and any reduction could reduce the amount of forgiveness. Now, there are few these three factors that they have come out that said will not be considered a reduction. These these individuals will not qualify as a reduction. Those would be people that you made an offer, a written offer to rehire, but they declined. Um, employees who you fired or terminated for a reason and a good cause. And employees who resigned on their own. And then the last item today is owner's cap. Uh, based on the new uh, guidance, the forgiveness amounts paid to owners that would be eligible forgiveness is capped at at the lower of $15,385, which is that $100,000 annualized over the eight-week period, or the eight-week equivalent of the owner's compensation in 2019. So again, whichever is lower. So the owner's portion of forgiveness is capped at the $15,385, just like any other employee, or the eight-week equivalent of the owner's compensation in 2019, whichever one is lower. So this was some, a lot of people were saying, well, what if I just give myself a bonus to to use up some of this money and things like that? This kind of helps add to or or back up that question. So again, we covered a lot of things today, different topics, but I just wanted to kind of give an overall update, Um, again, regarding the certification clarification. um, The IRS has issued a safe harbor uh, for loans under $2 million that, um, the safe harbor that they did is there that the the SBA and department of treasury has come out with is that, um, loans less than 2 million will be deemed to have made this required certification concerning the necessity of the loan request in good faith. Um, again, when it comes to taxability of the PPP loan, uh the actual loan forgiven loan amount is not taxable but neither are the expenses related to that deductions so essentially it is kind of taxable again i believe they're going to have more clarification on this but this is where it stands right now um in the and the forgiveness application has finally been released friday may 15th it came out i will put that in the show notes um and then just a few things that we talked about there the time period where you can choose between 8 weeks once it hits your account or eight weeks starting the first payday after that or pay period after that Um, exempt exceptions to the uh, payroll reduction uh, clause in there. And then the owner's cap as well. So I just want to thank you guys for jumping on another episode. We're going to continue to talk about these items as questions come up, shoot them my way, put messages in the Facebook group. Uh, We're going to continually try to uncover As more and more information comes out, it seems like new information is coming out every single day. We're continuing to gather that information, understand ourselves, and then try to bring it out to you guys. But again, if there's something that's specifically related to you or a question that we're not answering, ask it. Ask it in the Facebook group. Shoot me an email, sales at chetrotax.com. Do whatever you need to do to get that information over to me, and I will um, be sure to add it in a future episode. Uh, as we start to reopen and and things start to get back on track just please stay safe everyone and if there's anything that, that we can do on my end on the podcast side please just let me know thanks again for listening to another episode and I will see you guys next week now one last thing before I go we created a Facebook group called Building a Successful Law Firm to take what you learn here and dive even deeper this Facebook group is a place where we share tons of value for free and you also have the opportunity to bring up situations you are faced with and collaborate not only with our team but with other firm owners as well. Simply go to Facebook and search for the Building a Successful Law Firm Group. Again, it's Building a Successful Law Firm Group. I'll see you in there. This has been another episode of the Law Firm Accounting and Tax Podcast from the team at Jetro. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and share with other law firm owners. If you have any questions or future topics you want to hear, email them to tax at jetrotax.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.